Good evening from the bowels of the Horror Press estate, and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Press Podcast, a podcast brought to you by HorrorPress.com. My name is James Michael, and I'm the curator of all things Horror Press. As always, this show aims to bring you the latest horror news you may have missed or overlooked, a place to quickly cover the happenings of the horror world, whether that's studio announcements, movie releases, or box office numbers, as well as some light genre discussion. Today, I'm joined again by my good Judy, Alex Warwick. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Recovering from my trip to L.A. last week. Yes, we finally saw each other in person for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. Very long time. But it was nice to go out there. I'm always surprised about the weather in L.A. Just simply because over here in New Jersey, if it's hot, it's always like hot and humid. And I Mm -hmm. hate it. But the weather in L.A. is actually nice. Like it could be hot, but it's not that bad because there's no humidity that much. Yeah. This summer there was... A decent amount of humidity which was very strange and people were complaining about mosquitoes and stuff so it the weather is changing but it's good there was a i think it was 80 degrees today actually when i went to disney like it was it was shocking to me because it was basically 80 but it didn't feel that hot as opposed to whenever i go to disney in florida when it could be 80 and it's still death yeah and then it cools off at night here pretty quickly but i saw you we had bottomless mimosas at hamburger mary's it was a good time I got really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to the Queen Mary. Yes. For those of you who don't know, it's the supposedly most haunted ship in Southern California. It's an old cruise liner. Yeah, you it was said really you nice. And we got to see some of the dolls in there. And yes. The bar was cool. <laughs> yeah, very art deco. You said you didn't get any ghost vibes, though. I didn't get any spooky vibes while I was there. But it was a really cool ship. It was a nice time. Yeah. So you recently got to see A Wonderful Knife, and you did a a review for us on the website. Um, What are your thoughts on holiday horror coming out this early? I hate it. I really do. I'm the kind of person I want it to be just kind of fall vibes right now, and then we could do Christmas after Thanksgiving. So I reluctantly went because I love slashers, and it was a good time, though. It, it, It gets you in the holiday spirit. I'm definitely down to see it, especially when it hits Shudder. Um, I'm still very surprised that this movie came out before the Thanksgiving movie by Eli Roth. Like, you would think the Christmas movie Mm -hmm. just came out, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving movie would have come out before the Christmas movie, but who knows? Yeah, well, you would have thought they would have released Thanksgiving directly after Halloween, too, but they're they're waiting a good couple weeks. My thought process is they must... Because we know it's going on Shutter, Wonderful Knife, they're, they wanted some theatrical time, and then it will be on Shutter for Christmas, so they didn't really want to release it in theaters around Christmas. But I'm sure It's a Wonderful Knife is going to be good. Like, I have faith in Michael Kennedy. He's a good writer. He's funny. He's very witty. So I'm sure it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a good time. It's very Scream-esque. Especially with all the rumors that the next Scream movie are is going to be, like, holiday-themed. Yeah, they kind of beat it to the punch, honestly. You also saw Saw 10, which I saw in theaters as well. I really liked it. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise, especially the way the franchise kind of stopped. It wasn't so great, but it was a return to form. Yeah, and they gave us one of the greatest new villains of all time. Oh, she is finally somebody who can compete with Jigsaw. 
Yeah, she did such a great job. Like, she was such a compelling villain. Villain, I loved her. Mm-hmm. There's somebody like you truly despise, and which is which is kind of rare for Saw. Sometimes you're just like, oh, did they really do something that bad? But yeah. Plus, like the movie had me rooting for John Kramer. It didn't help mm-hmm. that I don't know if you saw the memes, but it's like every single scene he's in, he's got sad puppy dog eyes. Oh yeah. I was uh, I was a little too focused on um, Amanda's fucked up wig <laughs> to look at his eyes. Yeah, that's the only part that bothered me about this movie is that Amanda seemed like such a wimp. But I guess like this is before she turned into a crazy badass. Yeah, because we were kind of supposed to be seeing her vulnerability before she really got invested. I, I guess this is probably the first time she was involved with anything with him. Yeah, because this takes place like between one and two. So. Mm-hmm. This would be her learning the ropes. What did but you yeah, think about him? It was a great time. What did you think? I know um, Lewis mentioned this in his review. What did you think of kind of the, how they didn't do that wacky editing that they usually do for saw. Did you miss it? I didn't really even notice that to be honest, but I don't I enjoyed the whole thing start to finish. Um, I saw some people complaining that it was like borderline racist, but I didn't pick up on that at all. I think people were just trying and reaching really hard. Yeah, I mean, he was in Mexico. And you kind of want representation on screen in the form of actors, so... Yeah, the only thing that I... I saw someone mention that there was a post credit scene with Jigsaw getting through TSA. And no. my movie didn't have that. And I don't know if people were just, like, talking shit. But I didn't see that. I didn't have that. I mean, I would have loved to see that, but I didn't see that. I I haven't heard about that, but I guess I wouldn't be surprised if that was for some reason something they removed because I they have been known to sometimes like change movies after the fact. They could have just deleted it. The time span between when he gets scammed and when he catches everyone is roughly three weeks. How the hell did he either build it or ship everything to the warehouse to have it all set up? Especially as we know, he's sick and dying of cancer. And this and was one a, of the traps had like a custom Aztec god welded helmet. Oh, that was Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda secured the bag. She got that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I loved it. It was a. Uh, oh, so I also had just binged the whole franchise again because I hadn't really seen almost any of them since release. So I was really pumped. I feel like I've seen most of them, but it's such a blur. I definitely haven't seen Spiral. I think mm. the last one I saw, I don't know, maybe maybe I haven't seen a lot of them, but I think the last one I saw was Saw 3D. That one, I don't like that one. That I think, well, that, that was the last one of the main series before they did that Jigsaw one. So something else that has been going on that I know you're a big fan of, considering all of your articles, Dragula Season 5, which I feel like we've been waiting for since Titans didn't feel like a proper Dragula season. Yes. Very exciting. Especially if you're used to uh, Drag Race and those things. They just have 18 seasons a year, so we've been waiting a while. Yeah, it's like a good three years? Two. Two years? Two. Two? It feels like fun. Yeah, two. But 
by the time this episode comes out, I think episode three will be coming out. If not, it's just episode one and two. And we have a decent feel for all the contestants. Who are you rooting for? Who do you think is going to make it to top three? Um, definitely Neo. Um, I am a little concerned if she doesn't have the performance qualities that they look for because they do go on tour. They very specifically mention that on the show. Um, also, Orgotic is just... Orgotic scares me. <laughs> Genuinely. I love Orgotic. I think Orgotic is so cool. Uh-huh. Like, even out of drag, I'm like, oh, are, you might kill me if we knew each other in person. <laughs> I'm scared of you. And then I really, really love Cynthia Dahl. I don't know if she has what it takes to win, but she is, like, the talking head of the season. I love when Cynthia Dahl, when they were all sizing each other up, and when they're going down the line of who they think is going to go first, she points to Orgotic, and I'm just like, yeah, Orgotic is terrifying. What makes you think Orgotic? I mean, maybe if you look at the people with masks, they usually go home first. Mm-hmm. But Orgotic seemed like they had so much more going on right from the start. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that from when they were in the woods, because it was just kind of a mask with some sort of, like bodysuit of sorts of just kind of like i don't know i don't i could see that from just that but not on the main stage no definitely not i hope we do get kind of like a cynthia doll throwback like rugrat style at some point yes she could have done that for the the second challenge she could have yeah do you okay so i'm gonna say it right now i don't know if anybody said this before but cynthia doll is the Alyssa edwards of dragula you think she, she just says whatever comes out of her mouth it's always it's it's weirdly endearing she's just like she's just like a dumbass but in the best way i love it i don't know if she's a real dumbass I yeah yeah she's but she like puts that on yeah, yeah it's entertaining it's certainly and entertaining. I feel like you have to be smart to pretend mm-hmm. that level. plus she has like a very sophisticated fashion aspect to her which obviously she's she knows what she's doing there yeah and what do you think about Fantasia? So I love Fantasia's personality and I'm excited to see what she does, but I just am not getting enough Dragula from her yet. It's it's like her first runway almost seemed a little costumey. I do like her though. Her first look when we first got introduced to her, I was not impressed at all. Like I I love the idea, but coming off of Coco Kane, um yeah. for now, I feel like Coco does it better but i mean i'm i'm looking forward to what she does because her witch doctor look was pretty great yeah i remember i think it was um was it throb zombie she pointed her out when they were all saying who should go home first and they said fantasia because they were just like i don't know what you bring in terms of dragula so we'll see the new stage which i think is like the biggest update that we've gotten since last season is really impressive. I love how they mm-hmm. do like the whole little the turntable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lazy Susan for drag queens. It's, <laughs> yes. it's really great. It looks amazing. Yeah, they were saying on the podcast too. They they wanted, they kind of wanted to highlight the floor shows a little bit more in like a less music video sort of way and just kind of give them space. So yeah, I really really like that. I love how people are like, we want to see behind the scenes and Drac is like, no, because that would ruin the magic of the TV show. And I, I agree, like, I'm curious, of course, but also I know it would just, like, destroy the magic. 
Yeah, the only thing we get is, did you notice at the very end of the episodes now, they kind of just show them standing around backstage when the credits roll? Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Right. What do you think of the um, the two Drag King representations this season? I really like Throb Zombie. I think Throb Zombie's great. Maybe, maybe a little too clean for my taste, mm-hmm. but I'm very excited to see what she brings to the table as the season progresses. What about you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I would say I was at first, I was kind of shocked that Throb won the second episode just because like you said, it was almost a little too clean, but it really did fit the assignment. They were really supposed to do that trading card aspect for technically children. So it was really colorful. It was really clean cut, but then it had its little gross out factor. So I came to appreciate it over time. Jarvis is a little strange. Yeah, Jarvis is creepy. Like, if Jarvis was standing in the corner of my room in the middle of the night, I'd be scared. But (laughs) I don't know. Uh, We have yet to really see what Jarvis brings, I feel. Yeah, and like the whole Puritan look for the woods. Mm, It didn't Uh, land. I'm surprised she wasn't in the bottom. Yeah, well, the two that were in the bottom were not so great that time. Oh, I wanted to ask you, actually. So if... You were on Dragula. First of all, what would your name be? And what tenant of Dragula do you think you would be best and worst at? Um, so I I think I may have told you this before, but I think my drag name would probably be like Illuminati. Mm. <laughs> Illuminati. And um I don't think I don't know if I could do filth really well because I think when I look at some of these really gross challenges they do, mm-hmm. a part of me is like I could just tune out and do it and not care. Mm-hmm. But then when I when I see some of the really like when they had to drink the chalice of spiders, I don't know if I could <sighs> do that. But if, yeah. if someone were to be like, oh, burn, burn this Bible and pull out rosary beads from your asshole, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, but no, I couldn't eat like fake cat poop from a litter box. I That makes me gag still thinking about it. So I don't know if I could do filth. Um, okay. Horror, maybe. I don't... Probably horror. I don't, I don't think I can pull a glamour. <laughs> so I think I, I'd go with horror. Horror would be my tenant. How about you? Okay. Um... Well, I guess I'm putting myself in the mindset of like truly being a drag performer. So I would say probably glamour I'd be best at if I had the resources. Um, likewise, though, I think filth, I would, I think I would, yeah, I'd be either too afraid to go too far or I would just like overthink it or something and just end up looking stupid. I mean, it, it's very easy to watch a show and be like, oh, I can do that. But the Cynthia doll thing put me in a porta potty and I would probably be gagging. <laughs> That, but I think like from my sofa, from the comfort of my sofa surrounded by like Yankee candles and shit, mm-hmm. um, it looks easy, but I'm sure if you put me in that situation, I would be really grossed out. Do you think there was real poop in that porta potty? No, there's no way. Like that would be such a biohazard. You don't think they had Mary Cherry come in and take a dump? <laughs> um maybe if they put the porta potty by mary cherry's house because i don't think mary cherry wants anything to do oh with that's it. true i forgot all about that oops 
How about challenges? Like, are there any challenges that you think you could do easily? And are there any challenges that you would not be able to handle at all? Are you talking about the exterminations? Mm, um, so could you do the bungee jumping one that they did in episode one? I think I would be terrified, but I think if I was in that situation, I would just do it because what, I mean, I'm all the way there. I came, I'm, I'm not going to go home just from being scared, but I genuinely do not know if I could do the like eating disgusting things, putting bugs in my mouth. I just don't think I could do that. I'm, I've always, you know, when you watch like survivor and stuff like that and they have to just eat and drink gross stuff, I don't think I could do that. See, I think I could handle that. No problem. Like universal years ago, I ate a cockroach for a t-shirt. And, like, the Sigourney Beaver thing, when they dumped all the roaches on her, like, I think, to me, that's easy. Like, you can bury me alive. I'd be, t- I'd be like, meditating the whole time, totally at peace. But, mm. like, the last season, when they had to put their face in, like, buckets of gore and shit, mm. uh, I don't know. A yeah, part of me is like, that can't be real. They say that all that, that pig head and all that stuff was real. Like, when they had to eat the, <laughs> the spicy brains, like from the podcast we heard that they had to cook it to a certain temperature so it wasn't Mm -hmm. raw and i know my the logic part of my brain would be like this is safe so whatever throw caution to the wind and i would just do it and not think about it well more power to you i'll jump off the bridge (laughs) (laughs) see the, the bridge i could probably handle but the five mile hike that's when i'd be like send my ass home you just quit. <laughs> the fans would come for you. Jump off the bridge. I don't yeah, think so. and then they hiked back too. They didn't like catch a ride. No, get my golf cart. I'm not walking. But I am excited for. I like that they brought the fright feats back. I'm assuming they might do that every episode. It's it's it puts a good little twist in the game. Of who are you going to curse and all that stuff? And the exterminations, of course. Like, thank God they're back. My one disappointment with the exterminations is that. Without giving spoilers, someone goes home in episode one and they get murdered and then they come back. Yeah, lore-wise, it wasn't explained. And generally, that's a no-no. They're supposed to be dead in the canon. Like, we just watched them get murdered. Plus, that murder was kind of weak. At the end of the first episode? stabbed to the chest, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was just a throwback to those kind of slasher movies. Friday the 13th. I like the second... uh, kill video at the end of the second episode that was fun the evil dolls Mm -hmm. that was good but i'm glad all that's back because that was sorely missing from titans what other exterminations has there been that would have been like horrible would would, would you always freak out about being buried alive i would be totally fine with that i can't tell if i would freak out or not i might or i might not honestly what about like being like nailed and stapled i'd be able to do that okay no problem like the when they were doing the needles and who was that girl that was just a menace with the masks oh i don't remember who that was but i know what you're talking about yeah and she was just mm-hmm. like cackling like a maniac throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. acting like a straight-up villain <laughs> that would be me probably yeah <laughs> i think i could handle that but yeah, gross I mean, like, out so many tattoos and i got that one tattoo that was done with a fucking stick like needles don't bother me a stick yeah who did it well when i was backpacking through cambodia oh okay oh that's interesting so we got to see our first teaser for ghostbusters frozen empire 
and it's going to be a direct sequel to 2021's very divisive Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's going to be taking place in New York City, and it's set to hit theaters March 29th. Have you had a chance to see that teaser? Yeah, So, but I still have not actually seen Afterlife. I forgot all I about it. either, and it's not because I didn't want to see it. I, I just, once it came out, it just got overlooked, but I had no problem with seeing it. But the teaser yeah. looks really good for Frozen Empire, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of, you know, back in New York, because I do know that the other one was definitely not in New York. So, yeah, it could be a fun time as long as it's a well-made movie. I'm down. They've made a couple Ghostbusters movie, though. Like, there wasn't there an the animated Ma- one at some point? I don't know if there was an animated one. There was the Melissa McCarthy one. Was that the one that everyone hated? Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Yeah, I I was never really into Ghostbusters, really. Like, I remember there was an animated series when I was little. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, remember the Ecto Cooler High C? Yes. Those were big when we were kids. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I don't have, like, that whole nostalgic thing for it. I guess, like, it missed our generation. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like a super fan, but I do I do appreciate the older movies of like the first two because it, it, it was a lot of practical effects and everyone looked really creepy. Sigourney Weaver was just giving her all. They're fun. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for the new one. I think the teaser looks great. Um, it's kind of crazy that March is right around the corner. I know. What the fuck? I'm scared. All right. Speaking of teasers. For Terrifier 2 being in theaters again, they aired a very special teaser for Terrifier 3, and the contents of that teaser has people talking up a storm. Apparently in it, we see Art the Clown dressed up as Santa with an axe, and it's implied in that teaser that he kills a little girl on Christmas Eve. Lots of people were losing their mind about this, and to me it's like, what do we expect Art to do? Like, he's got to up the ante in every movie. Mm-hmm. what's the next big thing that he can do other than kill a child? Yeah. And I mean, I, I highly doubt we're going to see true on-screen murder of a child. It will probably just be implied in some capacity. I want it. Kill the fucking child. <laughs> like more children need to die in horror movies. Like Everyone hate, hated Halloween Ends, but you got to give it credit. They fucking killed the kid in the opening scene. That was shocking. That was I truly... Know, that's what made it good. Yeah. Like, no one thought. Like, they didn't uh-huh. punches. That kid went right over the banister. Good mm-hmm. for him. Which I could see them doing in Terrifier, but I don't think we're going to get, like, a bedroom scene from Terrifier 2 of a little kid. Like, I don't think they'll go that far. On Christmas Eve, no less. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, don't really... Like, not many movies show kids getting killed. Like, I think the only other one that comes to mind, like, right away is Dr. Sleep. And they had to really reel mm-hmm. that back because it was apparently too dark. But Yeah. The only other time you get it is, like, zombie children in movies sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I do not condone child death. But in a horror movie, kill all the children. I mean, it's just a movie. Yeah. Art's not real, honey. <laughs> but people were like really mad about this. There were, I don't know if I if you saw the tweet, but someone was like, "If you're okay with this, block me." Then I will. Like, really? Like it's not that serious. It's it's Art the Clown. 
well, you know, people are online and they just like to find a new thing of the day to complain about. Also, most people are not, this is not a mainstream movie. This is not like everyone's not going to go see this. So it's like, who cares? Like Terrifier 1 was a very, very niche movie. And Terrifier mm-hmm. 2 was only supposed to get a one day release. Yeah. I mean, it did get big for what it, what it is. But I wonder how big. Scheme, it's really, it's a very small franchise. Now, what do you think about that movie three releasing right before Halloween? Shouldn't they have just waited until Christmas time? Maybe, but there's something magical about seeing like scary movies during Halloween, and it's a Terrifier movie. They usually, I mean, I don't remember exactly when Terrifier two came out. I want to say it was around this time, early November, late October. It was definitely in October, yeah. But I mean. Who knows? Maybe it'll be on video on demand by then for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to promote if you if, if you release it at Christmas. Just like, do you remember the the um the marketing for a girl with the dragon tattoo when that came out? It was like the feel bad movie of Christmas because it came out right around Christmas. Because that's a very dark movie. It's like they could have done something like that for Terrifier. They could, unless there's something that's coming out around that time for Christmas. Maybe Scream? I don't know. Did Scream oh. get a release date already? No. They barely have acknowledged. I don't even think it's like truly official that it's definitely holidays. I think it's just like if a... If it's going to take place around the holidays, it's got to come out yeah. either on, around, or before, but not after. Yeah. I mean, because Scream, Scream's not like a Halloween release ever. It's never released around Halloween, so they might as well just do it for Christmas. It'll be. It'll make tons of money. So this is just a quick bit of news. Five Nights at Freddy's has surpassed $300 million at the box office. I find this to be insane. I think I saw also that Saw 10 surpassed $100 million. Mm. Um, Meanwhile, there's people still screaming that horror's dead. There's no way. People love horror. It's never going away. And um, with Taylor Swift and all that shit and the fact that Five Nights at Freddy's has been streaming, the mm-hmm. fact that it hit $300 million is crazy. That's what's most surprising because it went on Peacock the exact same day and it's still making all that money. But I mean, it's an insanely popular IP. It makes sense. But you would think too, sometimes a big uh, demographic for that is younger people and they could just watch it at home, but they went to the theaters. I want to know, like, were they disappointed? Right? You Did you see it? No, I did not see it. Oh, it's all right. I think I would have, I, so I don't know anything about the games. I never played them. Um, I think if I did know the lore, I would have liked the movie less because it was, I mean, it's kind of stupid, but it's kind of silly. So I was entertained because I was like, where is this going? Like, what is going on? So I didn't expect it to be as like out there as it was. So it is entertaining and just like, really? Okay. I mean, I watched, I I played the first original game years ago, and it was very frightening. It was a scary jump scare type game. Mm. Um, And then I played the most recent one, I think on PS4, maybe a year or two ago. And it was hot garbage. Not a good game. What, What 
is the gameplay in those newer games? Because I know the old one was literally just you're hiding in the security office and you got to go do things before the animatronics get you. So they do they just keep doing that? So for the newer ones, it was basically like that new scary ass alien game. Oh, that's a terrifying alien game. It's just chasing <laughs> you and you got to hide when it's around. Mm-hmm. So you had to basically complete objectives while avoiding the animatronics. But okay. it was like not well done. Mm-hmm. It was not well done. And there was a lot of stealth. And the moment you were like out of stealth, it was game over, insta death. Mm-hmm. And um, very bad save points. So it was very frustrating. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even scary. Skip. We got a very, very delightful surprise. Chucky and Tiffany are coming to Dead by Daylight on November 28th, which means I'm definitely going to have to download Dead by Daylight to start playing it again because I Mm -hmm. love Chucky and Tiffany. And the fact that the original actors are doing the voice lines for the game is it even bigger plus. Wait, I did not know that. Jennifer Tilly's coming? Jennifer Tilly is coming and she's voicing Tiffany in the game. Oh, I'm definitely downloading that. I have played Dead by Daylight in the past, but... I'm not a big online person with games, so I never stuck with it, but I will re-download that game for that. The cool part is, like, when they first announced it, I was thinking, how is this going to work? Because Chucky's tiny. Are they going to, like, lower <laughs> the hoax when it's his when you get him as a killer? Mm-hmm. But no, when he hooks the survivors, it's almost like you, the player, are playing as Charles Lee Ray. So the spirit mm. of Charles Lee Ray picks up the survivor and puts them on the hook. I guess that makes sense. It's That's very easy... hard to like explain, but basically when you get picked up, it goes into like first person, which is cool. Yeah, that makes sense. You can't change it's the gameplay that much. very unique because Chucky talks a lot on the map. Mm-hmm. So you get to hear his voice. Lines his shit talking. A whole lot. Yeah. A lot of shit talking and a lot of cursing. I didn't see any gameplay for Tiffany, but I did see gameplay for Chucky, and he talks a lot, which is great, and he's funny. Like, he's, like, R-rated when he talks? Yeah, he, he's oh. a spunk. He calls the survivor. He's, like, shit-talking the survivors while he's attacking <laughs> them. It's really cute. It's really good. I have to get that. I do, I do. Uh, if I download that again, I, I want to download, like, the Ghostface and Michael Myers yeah, um, Ghostface is actually really good, too, in that. He's very scary in the game. I mean, Ghostface is kind of scary because Ghostface just kind of sprints around and chases people in this kind of erratic way. That's kind of scary. And he can peek around corners, which is really scary if you mm. see him doing it and you get caught by surprise. Mm-hmm. Maybe but I'll download that tonight. Michael Myers, for sure. Why? Just the way he has to just, like... The way he works is he's quiet. He has a very small terror radius and I thought you were going to say longer... he has a very small penis. <laughs> <laughs> no. He probably does. He has That's why he's so mad. Small terror radius. So like you don't really know he's there and he has to stare at you long enough to build up his like power. And once he's at like full charge, he can one-shot you and that's it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really scary. Maybe I'll download that again tonight and start playing. When does uh, Chucky and Tiffany come out? November 28th. Okay. So like in two weeks. Have you tried Texas Chainsaw Massacre? (laughs) No. So I rented it from Gamefly and every time I turn it on, there's like 18,000 tutorials. Because again, I'm not familiar with these games that much. And I just 
keep shutting it off every time. I'm like, I don't feel like it. I do want to play it, though. It's a really hard game to get into, especially now, because you have the dedicated players that are fully leveled up. They know the map, and they got all their perks and all that shit. And if you're new, it's very easy to get overwhelmed because the maps are big. You have to do the objectives, and the killers know what they're doing already, and they just murder you. I know. that's That's why I never play online games. I just... They don't segregate new players very well, so you you just can't get good. You know what I mean? I just very I'm not a competitive person when it comes to stuff like that. Like I just don't want to bother. Yeah, I I mean I totally get that because I'm the same way. Like I want to play it. I love the idea of playing the games and like I want to play a game that's set in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre universe, but also I don't want to be too frustrated. Like, I don't mind somewhat hard difficulty, but when you're getting steamrolled, it's not fun. Do they allow you to match with your friends and have AI be the rest of the people? I don't think so. They let you They let you matchmake with your friends. I know that Dead by Daylight has AI now that you can party with, I think. So uh-huh. if someone drops, instead of just being, you know, penalized the fact that you're down a player, they'll just add an AI person. Um... But I don't think you could do it with, like, a killer. But I know that Texas Chainsaw Massacre also is getting a new map. I don't know too much about it, but it looks like it's a random old lady's house. So your house? My house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I knew what more to say about it, but I, I saw, like, a teaser, and it's just, like, a little old lady's house. Is it that? No, never mind. That was a trailer. I was going to say from the Jessica Biel movie. Do you remember when she like ends up in that lady's trailer? I would love that. That fat lady. <laughs> yeah, where they, she's like, With she's like, my, my, my. Uh huh. I want to know, like, why doesn't she have a movie? <laughs> I think Mike Flanagan's working on it. <laughs> like the skinny lady and the fat lady. Like they need their own movie. I want to know more about them. I want to cross over with them and um baby firefly absolutely what else i would love to see them add like a jessica beale or something to the game but they only have licensing for the first movie so maybe in the future i don't have too much faith in these move in these games oh yeah it'll be dead eventually yeah like evil dead everyone was obsessed with that game and it died in like a year dead by daylight just has the monopoly on it that's the that's the one everybody just returns to because i know you play overwatch all the time like it's that it's the horror version of overwatch just everyone will just continue to play that forever yeah i mean they just have all the franchises yeah i mean what other game could you say like you can go up against leatherface and ghostface and freddy and they got them all now they're adding chucky and tiffany like tiffany i i'll I'll play as tiffany i'll pay money for that skin <laughs> who would they you have stranger things resident evil yeah they have do they have xenomorph they do they add oh that was the last one that got added they need to add art the clown oh my god <laughs> that would be really good they have a fat clown now oh really yeah he's like it's just like a random clown with a little tiny knife and he throws gas bombs that like kind of make you high or something no oh, okay like it blurs your vision so you don't really know where you're going mm-hmm. okay there is, that game is thrilling though when you do win a few times it's, i've won it's, the good thing about that game at least is that it's got like a competitive aspect to it so if you're really bad like me 
you're paired with other really bad players, so it doesn't feel so like crushing. Like you're not going to be rank twenty with a rank one killer. Mm-hmm. Because I've also wanted to dabble playing as the killer in those games, but I just feel bad because I'm like, oh, you guys think I'm gonna like put up a good fight, but I don't know what I'm doing. No, let me tell you. I think I normally never play as killer, but survivors are such such trolls. <laughs> So mean. Like they will like infinite loop you, drop a pallet on you, flash a flashlight in your face, stun you, just troll you, and they're they're just purposely doing it to ruin your day. See, that's where I'm gonna. I would never be able to handle that. I'd be like, okay, bye, I'm bored. Yeah, but it's it's fun, especially if you play with like a group of people, mm-hmm. and you get carried like me. We should have a horror press press. Uh, we, we should game. do like a little stream. I would do that. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to wrap things up. But before we go, is there anything you'd like for our listeners to check out? Yeah. So um, as we all know, Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas. And debatably, like Lady Gaga is the queen of Halloween. But who has Thanksgiving? Well, I'm glad you asked because the answer is Enya. Enya. Enya, if you want something whimsical, a little moody, a little just like light some candles, have a turkey in the oven, you put on Enya. And on streaming services, there's an album called The Very Best of Enya Deluxe Edition. I, it, I feel like I listened to this in like 2005. Oh, you should start with Oronoco Flow. That's one of the early ones. Yeah. Oronoco <laughs> Flow, Caribbean Blue. Those are like, <laughs> yes. If you're if you want to like wake up and clean the house, you put on Ornoco Flow. I'm I'm actually very surprised by this recommendation. <laughs> she is the queen of Thanksgiving because what what is Thanksgiving? Just it's kind of relaxing, right? Like Christmas is chaotic, actually. So Thanksgiving is Enya Enya season. She's watching us from her castle. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you, you take an edible and you put on Enya and you just like oh. make random food. Oh, I've had a gummy before, and there's this one song I cannot pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try to. Um, if you lay down with your headphones on and close your eyes, and the song plays, you like, you like see God. I think, like, you just feel heavenly. It's it's crazy. I feel like I need I need to know the name of this song now. Oh, I'll look it up. Like one second, one second. Keep talking. Because I know she has like some weird songs that are like Celtic or something. Yeah, there's some that are just completely not in English. Actually, this one is that I'm referring to. Sumi Ragusa, and then in parentheses, Wild Violet. Is that Yiddish? I don't know. It's iconic. I know that. (laughs) If Enya was in like a cage match with Bjork... (gasps) <gasps> who oh, would win like Bjork. if we had a celebrity death match old school mtv who would win I, mean, I think bjork because she's got like anger problems oh she remember when she like attacked that reporter yeah when the reporter was like welcome to bangkok and she literally yeah. just like started wailing on her well supposedly that reporter had had been she harassing her. her yeah so i get it but definitely bjork bjork has a lot up her sleeve and you just has her castle and like a flowy dress all right so is there anything else you'd want to recommend um, I mean, we've got our Enya soundtrack for Thanksgiving. 
I mean, going along with Thanksgiving, I'm sure a lot of people have watched it already, but I, I'm almost done with House of Usher on Netflix. That's just really great. It's a lot of fun. It's a little sillier and campier than his usual stuff, Mike Flanagan, but it's a good time. I mean, that's good to know because I may watch it because I don't really like his drier family drama type mm-hmm. stuff. This one's like, remember when American Horror Story was good? It's yeah. like if you take that and mix it with Mike Flanagan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been considering like renewing my Netflix subscription. Like it's been at least a year, I think. Yeah, I'm not big on Netflix in the, in general, but um, this one's good. And it's there's there's a surprising amount of jump scares. They get you good sometimes. All right, and where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me at Spoopy Alexander on Instagram and on Twitter at Alex underscore M underscore Spoopy. So, and before we go. I just wanted to give a very special shout out to our very first Patreon subscriber. I don't know why we don't have more Patreons, but our first Patreon subscriber is Nikki Davis. And she's been a follower for a while now and is always in our DMs behind the scenes. It's so much fun talking to her and I'm very thankful that she's one of our Patreons. If you'd like a shout out or to help us continue making horror press or our podcast, then please consider supporting us. We have all sorts of membership tiers and it starts at just $1. Don't make me beg, please. Do it. So anyway, that wraps up episode 16 of our podcast. It's been a nightmare. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Don't be afraid to reach out and let us know what you think, and be sure to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. We look forward to seeing you soon for the next episode of the Horror Press Podcast. Bye. Bye.